Hi, everyone. I'm Tom Jenkins, Fire Chief with the City of Rogers, Arkansas, and the IAFC President in 2017 to 2018. And I'm Sheldon Gilbert, former Fire Chief of the Alameda County, California Fire Department, now a Chief Executive Officer of Emergency Services Consulting International, or as we like to go by, ESCI. And this is the iChiefs Podcast. If you're searching for new ideas, looking to improve your leadership skills, and wanting to make a difference within your organization, this is the podcast for you. We encourage you to join us as we engage with fire service leaders who discuss the challenges and opportunities facing you and your agency. Well, we're excited to have you back today listening to topics that I think are important to almost every public safety entity, certainly fire departments across uh, the world, but certainly the United States. And that's how we interact with our community. And and with us are two individuals, professionals in this business that are going to help us understand how they're saving lives and how they're interacting with uh, members of the media to make a difference in their local government. Um, Today we're talking about uh, the AED registry and how uh, registering AEDs and having that information available using the app PulsePoint has made a difference in San Diego, how it can make a difference for your city. And we're also going to be talking about media relations, which is uh, a struggle for many entities, and how PulsePoint can be uh, leveraged and used as a, a tool, a uh, conduit to interact and operate with the media. So we have a lot to cover today, and we're excited you're with us, and I'm excited to be uh, with my friend and co-host, Sheldon Gilbert. Yeah, Tom, thank you. It is it is a very powerful topic today, and as we've covered in a, in a past episode, the uh, the power of a Pulse Point community is, is something that's significant, and we see growing uh, exponentially throughout the uh, nation. Uh, and I've heard from a lot of our listeners and talked to a few folks since that last podco- pa- podcast, rather, on the importance of that of that program and that application in their in their system as a key part of the the chain of survival and we're joined by two of the industry's uh, best experts on on elements of this pulse point community one being the uh, public access defibrillation program and and we're joined today by Maureen O'Connor, who's an EMT with San Diego, uh, City of San Diego Fire Rescue, and she is the program manager for the Public Access uh, Defibrillation Program uh, that is known as San Diego Project Heartbeat. Uh, it has been recognized on many different fronts as an industry best practice on how to uh, integrate your AED registry with PulsePoint and make it effective not only through the City of San Diego, but also through the County of San Diego. So we're honored to have her. We also have uh, Mike Jackals, who uh, has, has worked his way through the Florida Public Information Officer System in, in Broward County and then the Orange County Fire uh, Department in Florida and, and now uh, is with the Fort Lauderdale, the City of Fort Lauderdale uh, Communications Department as the city's PIO and also works very actively with the Fire Department. So we're going we're gonna to talk with both of them today. Uh, on the importance of this uh, this approach and, and how it can be maximized. And we'll go ahead and we'll start with uh, you, Maureen. Um, if you could just share with us a little bit about your program and what is uh, the San Diego Project Heartbeat Program and, and how has that really helped you develop this AED system and this registry and, and how, do, how do you individuals add those elements into your, into your system of, of AEDs? Well, thanks so much for uh, having me today. Yeah, I'm uh, so passionate and proud about San Diego Project Heartbeat, which is 
a public access defibrillation program that was initiated by uh, the City of San Diego's Fire Rescue Department back in 2001. And uh, we helped to prove not only in our communities, um, but on a national and international level that public access defibrillation truly does work in helping increase the survival rates of cardiac arrest victims. So uh, to date, um, over the last 20 years, we've helped to deploy throughout the county of San Diego, which um, encompasses uh, about uh, a little over 3.5 million uh, in populace. We've helped to uh, deploy about 10,000 AEDs throughout the county. Um, several of those AEDs have been um, uh, you know, upgrades over the last few years also. And through our management um, program, we help to uh, manage the AEDs uh, throughout the county uh, for different municipalities, school districts, uh, customs border protection, many private uh, entities um, to help them in maintaining their AEDs. And we also provide um, incident response if, they use, response if they use their AEDs. It's a, it was developed to be kind of a one-stop shop program, and I have to tell you that um, adding PulsePoint to the program or becoming a part of the PulsePoint program has really added um, a tremendous element to uh, citizen response, which is really what we need. Um, speaking to the choir here, I know that. So uh, PulsePoint has been a great addition. We've, uh, it, through the uh, city of San Diego, we've actually helped to engage a little over 37,000 uh, responders, and we've helped to implement uh, a little over 1,600 AEDs just into the city of San Diego um, through the Pulse Point app. Uh, yeah. So that's a little bit about that. So when you when you take involvement in your city and in your county, and you get them into your system. What is the process for then taking those AEDs and moving them into the pulse point system? How are they approved? How are they posted? How are they maintained? Can you give uh, our listeners just a little bit of a feel how you've integrated these two components? Yes, that's a terrific question. So uh, it's important if we're going to uh, approve these AEDs in the app um, that we can definitely verify that they're there, they're in the locations they say they are. Many times they get put into the app and there's not necessarily locations or pictures. So what we do to verify the AEDs, what we have found um, to provide good quality assurance and uh, what is most beneficial is um, we have utilized actually light duty personnel uh, oftentimes, uh, even a captain who's on light duty who will come to um, serve in the EMS department will provide them with a fire vehicle and uh, give them the list of the AEDs that we know have been uh, put into the Pulse Point application and have them go out to those sites and verify them. Uh, kind of close the loop on those AEDs by actually taking pictures in the locations and, and making sure the correct location is identified, as well as on the app, there's um, an opportunity if the AED isn't uh, very clear on the outside uh, to the outside user of where that AED is, um, that captain is actually able to move to a more specific location. 
so that's been very helpful. Also, not only verifying those which perhaps the public has um, put into the app or uh, other responding personnel as they discover AEDs throughout the county or the city of San Diego, but through our public access defibrillation program, uh, we give a list to um, that light duty personnel uh, to go out with their iPad uh, and, or to go out with the, the company's iPad in the company vehicle and add those AEDs um, that come into the program. So all of the AEDs that we have for San Diego Project Heartbeat uh, that we help to manage uh, we put into the pulse point application un unless in our agreement with these different uh, organizations that are under our management system, unless they are very strong in stating that uh, they don't want that added to the app. But what we typically uh, come back with to that organization um, or entity is that uh, we, we speak about the uh, the private banner that can be placed across their AED, so it can be notified, uh, uh, noticed uh, as a uh, private AED that may not be necessarily uh, for public use, but it is there. That that is a great innovative way to get your boots on the ground out into the community and get those AEDs into the system. So, so my follow-up question to that is, when, when you go through this process of going out to a, a, a business, let's just say a gym, for instance, and you get their AEDs entered into your system and ultimately approved into PulsePoint system, do you then do follow-up with the gym so that they will then market and distribute the app throughout their membership so that you have people going into that establishment, monitoring the app, as well as the organization itself? You know, that's, that's a really good point. Um, we typically do recommend uh, the app for all public education that we do, whether it be a certification class um, through Project Heartbeat, part of our management system does provide what we call free in-service training. So we um, train typically uh, around six to 7,000 people annually just in hands-only CPR, and we educate people in that respect. Every program participant who is managed under our program gets a good education about the Pulse Point program. Um, we do encourage people to join our program. Not all entities out there are a part of our program, but they are able to get further education from that, um, let's say, a light duty personnel who goes out to, um, to verify their AED on the wall. You know, I, I also want to mention uh, that at this time, um, I'm working with a, uh, a Boy Scout in North County, actually for the uh, departments of Encinitas and um, Carlsbad Fire Departments um, to help this young man earn his Eagle Project Award where he's doing what we do here in San Diego City um, through our fire personnel, um, I've introduced him to the two chiefs of those municipalities in the county of San Diego, and he's going out to verify uh, AEDs, which then we'll be able to give a list to um, those chiefs for those respective cities, and they'll be able to simply verify the AEDs. Um, in respect of upkeep with the AEDs, it's, it's, it's a process, um, but it's a continual turnover of um, sending light duty 
or finding people in your community that can go out and just um, just to verify, follow up on the AEDs that have been put into the app out there. Yeah, that's great. You 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 and your organization have clearly put your resources where your uh, where your program is and, and making sure that it can cover as broad of areas as possible. So if we have listeners, and I'm sure we do, who would say, that's a great idea. I'd like to learn more about that and know how I can do that in my community, whether it be starting their own registry or implementing it with Pulse Point or having it all come together like you are with your community resources to, to move it out into the community. Um, can you help our listeners understand where they might find some resources to, accost, uh, to accomplish the task of implementation? Uh, absolutely. If, if I may, I, I would just like to offer um, uh, publicly my direct contact line, which is area code 619-243-0911, or anyone can email me at m-o-c-o-n-n-o-r at sandiego.gov, and I'm happy to speak with them and uh, give them some direction on what they may uh, have interest in. Well, Maureen, that was fantastic. And, and when I'm not hosting podcasts, you know, I'm a fire chief too in Rogers, Arkansas. We're a Pulse Point community. And, uh, and we use that AED registry too. Now, uh, you've inspired me that I think it's, it's probably worth some effort uh, within my own organization to, to really consider how aggressive we are with getting AEDs entered and using light duty people and just making sure that AED registry and Pulse Point is as accurate and robust as possible is essential. And I think to our listeners, it's probably, um, it could be confusing. Now, if you're a member of a Pulse Point community, it's a very simple app. It's a, uh, an app that, you know, when it comes to technology, is inexpensive. Um, and it's, but it, it offers a wide menu of things to the community. And that AED registry is part of it. The AED registry part of the app is actually free. It's standalone. Um, but there's other elements of Pulse Point that we want to cover today that can certainly help with the business of connecting with our communities, saving lives, and making a difference. And, and, and Mike Jackals, who is a, a veteran in uh, dealing with, with the media, serving as a public information officer for some of the largest fire departments in the state of Florida, uh, there's no doubt that you have the experience about using Pulse Point, working with the media that is going to offer an education to our listeners. So tell me and tell us about, um, you know, your journey with Pulse Point and how you began to utilize it in such a manner to, to make your job easier, I guess. Well, uh, hello and thanks for having me. And um, I guess for me, my connection with Pulse Point started uh, around maybe 2016 when I was um, with Broward Sheriff Fire Rescue down in the Fort Lauderdale area. And we were rolling it out as what it was intended as, you know, the Citizen CPR life-saving app. And I thought, wow, this is a great tool. Um, myself, personally, I've been a CPR instructor for many, many years. So know the benefits of something like uh, Pulse Point. I thought, wow, this is really great. It's a great way to connect the community. And we all know about uh, the chain of survival and the importance of, of early and, and good CPR. So um, really Focusing on that application and the introduction of Pulse Point where I was then, it wasn't until about 2019, 2018, when I landed at Orange County Fire Rescue in Orlando. And I said, you know what? Um, 
I think there are other things we can do with Pulse Point. We can use it as a tool uh, to engage and educate our media partners. And, you know, for us as public information officers, we have a number of different stakeholders, really. You know, we have our, our residents, our, our constituents. We have, um, you know, our bosses. And we have our employees and our internal stakeholders. Um, but PIOs also have media stakeholders. And that's a group, obviously, that we need to uh, engage and communicate with. So I don't know what it was exactly that, that flipped the switch for me. But I said, you know, we can use PulsePoint to not only to educate the media about what it is, but use it as a tool. And part of it was a selfish reason because I, I you know, I could make my life easier by uh, showing the media the benefits of pulse point uh, because, you know, when they call on different incidents that you may have working, um, they don't know who they're calling or what they're listening to. If they're listening to a scanner or they get a viewer call or something like that. So I said, look, we have this application. It's here it tells you probably more than what you're going to need to know right off the bat, especially when information is preliminary with an evolving incident. So I actually set up a, uh, a class for the media partners that we had in, in Orlando Media Market, brought them in and did a, uh, a presentation with them, not just on PulsePoint uh, as a tool, but also on some other things like PIO callouts, when to call the PIO, who to call, and how to make sure that they contact the right agency when they're calling on an incident. Because, you know, as broadcasting has changed, there are many people working on assignment desks at TV stations or uh, online news outlets that may not be familiar with the lay of the land. And an agency like Orange County Fire Rescue with over 44 stations um, and several other municipal departments in the county, um, the media doesn't know. They can't sort through all of that and navigate through. So I developed a few uh, extra tools that I had with the training. So I gave them a cheat sheet of a station map, a battalion map, and also breakdowns on um, uh, different things like pulse point legends, what the legends mean, uh, and if they were hearing uh, something on the pulse point audio app, to help guide them in the right direction. So they would know, for example, if it was Battalion 1, they know it's in the northeast section of the county. If it's Battalion 7, it may be in the southeast. Uh, uh, Battalion 1 Northwest, uh, Battalion 7 Southeast, something like that. So it helps them hone in as to what they're listening to. And the other thing, which was a big thing, I gave them a legend key that the different colors that light up when you're en route, acknowledge the call, uh, whether you're doing a transport or available, that helped them know, um, you know, because if, if something gets paged out as a commercial structure fire and you've got, you know, eight units on the call, they're going to light up your phone and call on it before you're even on the scene. That's a common thing. So I tell them, be patient, watch it. And when they see all of the uh, units go available in a short amount of time, then it's a pretty good chance that it was not a significant call. So it's really a um, time saver for them. They're not sending a news crew somewhere that ends up being nothing. And they're not calling the PIO trying to uh, uh, basically go on a fishing expedition because it, generally, if, if you're proactive and you're a PIO, uh, you want the news media to hear about anything from you first because uh, as a PIO, you're going you're gonna to determine the trajectory of that message. You're going to get them the right information because usually the first voice that speaks on anything, good or bad, is, is going to um, be the voice that's repeated. So I think that that's an important uh, Thing to get across to them. 
Um, also in the training uh, that we did with the pulse point, we actually, I played the pulse point uh, PSA video, which is great. Many of them did not even know about pulse point. So we had an educational benefit from that. Uh, we've incorporated pulse point into world heart day uh, and trained, uh, you know, high schoolers in um, citizen CPR. Um, so it's been a great, uh, a great tool for that, but it's been a real time saver uh, for PIO and, and media. And um, it just, it, it helps. It helps to have those relationships in place and then to be able to give them something. I, I laminated these cheat sheets that I made up for them so they could take it back to their assignment desk. So if it's another assignment editor or somebody sitting there, they can look at that as a reference uh, and know, hey, this is this agency, this is who I should call. And, and it really was a useful tool uh, for them. I agree with everything uh, that you've shared. I mean, that's uh, that's it's a tool, and I applaud you for having the tenacity to use it as kind of part of your training for your media uh, and and the positive working relationship. It sounds like you've been able to foster by uh, you know by being proactive by using this um, you know this app uh, to connect with them. And so, great job. I, I guess one of the things I um, the questions I get from time to time about pulse point. As a matter of fact, I had a, uh, a call yesterday with a department in Illinois and was visiting with them and, and they were, they're, they're at an implementation uh, phase or considering it. And, you know, one of the most frequent questions, and I remember it was a question for us when we joined pulse point was, are we sharing too much information? Um, are, are we putting too much out there? for not just the media, but, you know, the Pulse Point, I mean, on, on my Pulse Point app that I can download for free in the app store, I can follow any department that is connected with Pulse Point. And so, you know, Mike, what are your thoughts on that information availability, uh, any HIPAA concerns? What does the app do to kind of keep private information private? What can you share with us about your experience with that? And those are all questions that come up and valid concerns. First, let me say I'm really only speaking in terms of Florida, and um, Florida has a very open public records law. So pretty much everything we do is an open book. Obviously, there are a few exceptions on the law enforcement side and on the medical provider side with HIPAA. However, you know that definition there is a, there is a clear definition as to what what HIPAA encompasses. I'm not a HIPAA officer, so I'm not going to get into that, but. What I can tell you by practice and what I do is when you're giving out a location, if you're not identifying the patient, if you're not identifying an exact location, um, if you're not identifying certain things, uh, then, uh, you know, pretty much you're, you're okay. I've never had a problem or concern with it. It's, it's just common sense and good judgment. Um, but, um, you know, I understand, uh, I understand people's concerns. And here's what I would say to them is, you know what, if they don't hear it from you, they're going to hear it from somebody else. So someone on the street, everybody has a cell phone, everybody has a camera. So, you know, it's going to be out on social media if it's any significant incident or anything like that. If it's not a significant incident, the media isn't going to care about it. Now, as far as violent situations, potentially violent situations, some agencies call them PVSs, um, can be filtered out. Um, along with any, any uh, shootings, things like that. Um, so that will not even come out on the Pulse Point app, so they're not going to see that. So what they're going to see is a medical call, maybe with an approximate location, not an exact, unless you have a verified responder app, which is a different story. 
um, or you're going to see a, a traffic crash or a fire or any other type of incident, hazmats, your uh, other, other things. So, you know, how much information is too much? Really, in the state of Florida, everything's pretty much an open book. It's public record. So people can find out about it one way or the other. And I'm from the, the thinking I'd rather have them hear about something from me, whether it's good news or bad news. Um, let them hear about it from me, and that way I can at least try and um, drive uh, the message um, that's factual and accurate. I think that's spot on, and it's um, you know it's funny that uh, you know I think back to uh, when I was younger that you know it used to be common for people to have uh, or somewhat common that you know scanners were available, and now with technology that's you know maybe something that's not as common, and I. I almost look at Pulse Point and what you can see as a natural evolution of, of citizen curiosity and, and maybe at its finest, it's, it's government transparency. That that's, it's cool for people to be able to see their tax money um, at work. Uh, what about, um, you know, speaking of kind of that angle, you know, one of the things that, that Pulse Point can do is they, they can kind of plug in your, uh, the, the radio audio um and 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 share that you know there's an audio button that you can toggle on and off in the app has is that something that in departments that you've worked with that they have used um to to you know further share information have you have you ever seen any negative consequences to having that information or that audio available from you know ambulance chasers or media uh coming to the scene uh you know and, and causing issues any consequence from that you know, we live in a nano news world, you know, and unless you're there when it happens and are part of the action as a PIO, you're already behind the message. Uh, it, people are going to find out about it. There are online apps that are scanner apps and many people have access to them. So you can pretty much find anything um, online. Um, I know that the media really liked uh, the audio when we, when I was in Orange County um, it was provided just by a buff who kind of was retiring and shut down. And um, there was a lot of interest, and not only from the media, but from the public too. So um, the communications division actually uh, got the equipment to have the interface and put the audio back online when this, when this guy uh, kind of retired. So um, it serves a purpose, you know, whether you have scanners or not, uh, people are going to listen, whether it's, you know, the online apps, um, it's out there. And really, at the end of the day, you talk about transparency, we talk about HIPAA. And another thing that I'll say, okay, so, you know, if you're citing HIPAA, 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 but you're the first agency or the first person that wants to showcase this great rescue that you did. So tell me, um, what's really the, the, the hang up with HIPAA? Because there is a workaround with HIPAA, too. It's, it's called consent, and we can work around that if we need to. Yeah, thank that's, you very much, Mike. Really, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that's some good stuff. So, uh, Mike and Maureen, one thing we like to do with our listeners, just because we always like somebody to have something to take away. So hopefully they're listening to the end here and they can jot these two things down that will help them on their journey to, to more effective use of media in the Pulse Point community as well as how to better uh, manage and or develop uh, these registries for these defibrillators. So, Maureen, we'll start with you. What, what would be the one takeaway you would give to the listeners today that might help them out? Yeah, I just, uh, I have found Pulse Point to be such a great and strong element um, to the chain of survival. You know, um, through statistical studies, 
I know that there is close to 60% of the U.S. population that somewhere, somehow they've undergone um, some type of CPR training, uh, even, you know, uh, through their work or their school, things of that nature. Uh, and most of those people always state that they'd be willing to help uh, a stranger in need. Um, but through CARES data that has been collected uh, over the last uh, decade, it's really amazing to find out that it's only about 3% of the time when an AED is used that was available at scene. So this is where the Pulse Point app closes that loop. I mean, 3%. We know what the survival you know, rates are. So um, implementing Pulse Point into our public access defibrillation program and throughout the county uh, where AEDs have become uh, so popular and placed and people actually know what the definition of an AED is now. <laughs> it makes me chuckle going back 20 years where people just didn't understand what that abbreviation was. But right. uh, <laughs> such an important uh, program to implement, if it's possible, into any uh, ever-growing uh, response program for any municipality. It's, it's been a terrific highlight for us. I, it's just something I wanted to state. Yeah, absolutely. What a great takeaway. Thank you for sharing that. How about you, Mike? What would you what would you tell the listeners if you can give them one bullet point to take away from this podcast? I think the important thing from a public information standpoint is to make sure that you're proactive and engaged with your media partners and your fellow PIOs. Um, establish those relationships. In Florida, we always say the time to build a house is not during a hurricane. So by having those relationships, it really pays off, and it can pay off for your department as well when you have that positive story. And again, the more positive stuff you push out, it lets it's not only good news, but it lets your residents, your stakeholders, see what their fire department is doing. Well, Maureen and Mike, uh, this has been great, and I think that one of the uh, one of the objectives of our discussion today and what I hope our audience takes away from it is that, like Maureen said, the most agencies that become pulse point connected, that take that leap and decide to integrate the app into their dispatch system and really into the community's response to, to try and, and public settings, uh, get CPR trained people to intervene prior to the arrival of the fire department or EMS. Uh, a lot of people understand that objective, and they, they understand that part of Pulse Point because that's, that, that was the origin of the app. But I think a lot of people um, underestimate the positive impact the app can have in media relations, and I would go even further than uh, what Mike said, just overall community uh, trust in the fire department and awareness for what we're doing and uh, what a great story and a great example of using it and, and hopefully connecting with the media better. And of course the AED registry, which I want to mention again, is uh, free to implement for agencies. The AED registry part of it is something that if agencies want to set up a database, they don't have to be pulse point connected to take advantage of that. But those are just two additional elements on the menu um, that, 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 the, that Pulse Point can offer. 
So to our listeners today, I hope you learned something. I hope you had an opportunity uh, to better understand this important app, an app now that's protecting well over uh, 30% of the population of the United States. Um, so if your city or your community or your county is not Pulse Point connected yet, uh, it's, time, it's time to research and it's time to learn more and it's time to, to do something because of all the good decisions uh, that I'd like to think that I've made as fire chief, by far the best one that I've done is become a Pulse Point community for all the positive dividends that, that has created uh, for our city. I would remind people that uh, if you want to learn more about Pulse Point, the AED registry, what the interaction looks like that people can see, uh, go to PulsePoint.org, and there's plenty of information there. Uh, and also, uh, the app is free, so download it in the App Store on your Apple device or on Android, and take a look at it. Follow a community, learn more. That's probably the best way to understand uh, the advantages of becoming a Pulse Point community and all the awesome things it can offer. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. Remember uh, to follow us, uh, give us some feedback, and uh, we'll look forward to visiting, visiting with you again soon. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this iChiefs podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or Spotify, where you can subscribe and be sure to never miss a show. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate you rating us on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next month.